This episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast is sponsored today by the best-selling author, Barbara Woster. Comes a dreamer of destiny, a historical romantic drama which tells the story of a young woman named Christina who begins having vivid, realistic dreams after a bout with pneumonia. Can Christina learn to interpret her dreams in time to save herself and the people of whom she has no knowledge? Dreamer of Destiny, a novel how one woman's dreams change the destiny of a people. Find this and other books by Barbara Woster at www.literaryadventures.net. Dreamer of Destiny, available on Amazon now. Pick up your copy today. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast right here on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, oh, and soon to be on uh, Pandora. And look, we're super excited, man. Thank you. It's Saturday morning here in the ATL. It's almost 11 a.m. We're here in the Old Robinson PR and Media Group. Just putting in a lot of work, man, you know, just banging out these recordings, doing a lot of commercials. So, we, you know, we're really grateful for the opportunity. And we want to, you know, thank all our sponsors and everybody who's advertising with the podcast. Like I said before, we are international, you know, in, in a whole lot of countries, man, you know, and growing. So 1.3 million listeners now. We're going all over the place, man. We only want to bring you some of the great um, uh, content from a lot of individuals, our expertise, you know, uh, entertainers, athletes, all that, man. We want to dig down deep and see how they're handling things right now in these unprecedented times. You know, we want to talk about great advice that they can give to help their followers and help our followers maintain a good, healthy lifestyle the whole nine, man. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy right now, but however, don't let that run up your depression, your anxiety, your PTSD. You have to find ways to cope. You know, you got to find ways to cope, man. If you're the type of person that's, that's stuck in your cage and you love that little comfort zone, boy, that cage gets rattled right now. You got to get out. You got to get out of that cage, man. Don't you know, man, humans are the only people of a species on the planet that can build a cage and lock themselves in it and throw away the key, man. You know what I mean? This is the time to look for that key and get yourself out of that cage because if you do not, this thing is going, you know, you're going to suffer right there. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're not in that cage and you're not in a rut and you're not in an early grade because of the rut or everything that's going on. So we have to make sure that we are intact emotionally, spiritually, physically mentally okay we have to make sure don't let your worry uh dictate your best thinking okay don't 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 let it override your best thinking this is the perfect time to use your best thinking process to create to build uh to maintain and even evolve you know evolve to get to the next level high performers gonna look at this as an opportunity i say this on every broadcast Every one high performers are going to look at this as an opportunity 
to grow and to succeed and to evolve. If you have a growth mindset, this is an opportunity, okay? If you have a set mindset and you don't have the issue, okay? So, don't let fear consume you. Control your emotions. Come up with a strategic plan. Now, if you're suffering from depression, anxiety, look, find a coping group, you know, contact your uh, primary physician, contact your therapist, you know, exercise, eat right, do all those things right now that really help you deal with your anxiety and depression because these are the times that's going to put you, you know, under deep tides of water, man. So, you know, you have to make sure uh, that you're paying attention to what's going on. And I know it's hard, man. It's hard. It's 60 million people lost their jobs in the course of two weeks because of COVID-19. That's crazy. So I understand you're worrying. I get it. You know, you're worrying. You want to know how you're going to make ends meet. You, you, you didn't prepare for anything like this. You, you don't have any passive income. You're not, you know, um, making money in your sleep. This is the eye opener for you. Okay, these corporations and your jobs—they let you know right now you're expendable. They're gonna start. They obviously they cut people off. No notice. Hey, we gotta lay you off. We can't pay you. You know all that stuff like that. But they filing for loans to help. You know, get their bread back up. You know, saying so. What are you doing in the process to help generate some money for yourself and and your family? How to protect your family um, in the long term? Okay, what are you doing? Four one k plans. Uh, you know, people lost that. Are they using? They tapping into that to pay some money. Some people are to pay some bills. Some people looking for the stimulus check. That's, as soon as you get that, that's already gone. Twelve hundred dollars is not enough. You know, especially if you got a mortgage, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars, and all, and you got a car note worth twelve hundred dollars. You know what is that? It's not going to do anything. Now, however, you know if 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 you can take if you have a little stash, you can take that twelve hundred dollars and you can redirect that money back into a business, or you can start a, a online business. You know, whatever you have to do, you have to do it. But you have to find ways to protect yourself. Uh, make sure that you're good because bills go on. They ain't going to stop coming in, okay? So, I I understand that. So, make sure that you guys pay attention to your health. Pay attention to your wellness. Control your stress levels. Practice great stress management techniques, okay? Make sure you're working out. You're eating right. You're stretching. You're meditating. You're praying. You're doing self-improvement hacks. This is the perfect time, man, to take extreme control of everything around you control your environment man so just want to put that out there to make sure that i keep reminding you guys every day because sometimes things are happening and you're not thinking about it because you're too stressed and now you're eating your feelings you're eating your emotions you're drinking your feelings that's a, a whole nother problem now you you, you know you Domestic violence going on. Everything is on the You got to control yourself and become the best version of you right now because life as you know it is, is changing. When they lift this pandemic and it's time to go back out and do what you got to do, it's going to be a whole different environment, a whole different world out there. Who will you be? Because the old you, much like the, eh, it, you probably won't survive in this in this new world coming up right now, man. You, you you're gonna have to evolve. So, I would suggest you know get some more skills, man. You know, do some things that's gonna make you more uh, invaluable 
for you to contribute more on a global stage because we're going to go in a virtual global economy. A lot of things is going to be online. So you got to get your mind right. You got to get your business right. And, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, if you don't have a job right now, you know, you got to do something to generate some bread. Okay. It's going to make a big deal. So anyway, enough about me. And I, you know, hey, like I said, man, we always bring on uh, some great guests from all over the place, man. You know, and I'm really happy to have this king on here. You may have seen him on a lot of different shows and movies, man. And so his name is France G. St. Louis Jr. Rose from a humble beginnings in Brooklyn, New York. Raised by his mother and grandmother, France fell in love with the arts at a young age of three, even grinding for a long time, okay? And a uh, single mother, registered nurse, taught France the importance of dedication, education, and one's vocation. She also um, nurtured him to be an outstanding member of the community. The goal is to help and inspire others. His passion for the arts turned France into, into a um, disciplined actor committed to his craft telling stories of rich human emotion. He honors his skill on stage, working in the notable Broadway, Broadway houses, including Halley uh, Players, American Theater of Actors, and the Triangle Theater. Okay, I'm just going to leave it right there. Also, he did some Broadway things. So I'm going to leave it there, and then I'm going to come back because I got some questions I want to ask this king and what's going on. So welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you so much for taking time. Out of your productive schedule. How are you doing today? Uh, doing blessed. Doing blessed, brother. Thank you for having me. Ah, uh, man. You up in Cali right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's it going over there for you? Uh, you know, we just... Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, some of the things you're mentioning about using this as an opportunity. And, you know, the, the minute this whole uh, pandemic came about, uh, kind of myself in a mindset to you know prepare for a battle and and the battle is not necessarily external even though you know they're putting a lot of these stay-at-home orders uh it's, it's more of an internal battle you know so uh that's one of the things that i had set my mind up for the minute this whole thing happened uh like you said it's like you you it, it's a moment in time where you are forced to be creative and that that's not necessarily a bad thing uh because it allows you to kind of reset yourself you know reset your mind to you know to growth and and productivity even in the midst of a of a storm outside you know oh yeah i definitely know it's not a bad thing at all because listen man to be honest with you <laughs> i'm looking at it like oh man you know I'm sitting around quarantine for three weeks to a month, and now that I came up with all type of things, right? So I'm kind of excited about um, the whole thing right now. Not the, not the downplay at all, but, you know, when you're around successful people and, and very uh, uh, people who just keep pushing high-powered people, that's all they know is success. You know, it's hard for you not to want to do something. So I'm looking at it as an opportunity you know, to push myself more, you know, get in better shape, uh, control my diet, controlling my stress, you know, I'm creating more content, you know, every day I'm up, I'm writing, you know, I'm like, it's crazy right now. So, but to you, you're in the 
you're, you're definitely in the arts right now. You've done a lot of great things. You know, I, I saw your video reel on IMDB. Awesome work, man. I was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, man. Thank so you. I was like, oh, that. I think I I saw those episodes in Law and Order and everything like that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Um, you're very yeah. talented. <clears throat> and um, you're very talented, King, you know, and um, you did a lot of things, you know. So I know being creative right now for you, you know, it's a winning situation. You can use this opportunity to, you know, even harness your, your skills even more, maybe even write more. You have a production company and all that stuff like that. Uh, let's let's talk about your production company uh, right quick. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's going on with it? You know, how has it COVID-19 um, affected you or your business right now? Well, you know, so my uh, production company is called uh, Park Fat Avenue Films, which is uh, the street that I grew up on. Uh, this is kind of how I pay homage and give back and, and you know, uh, staying grounded in my roots and, uh, so essentially, I've uh, been writing a lot uh, and just developing new content and, and content that will uplift the community, uh, content that will give people another way of looking at life. Uh, I have a very uh, strong passion for inspiring the youth, uh, and particularly, too. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, they they watch us more than we think, you know, and I don't know if... A lot of us aren't aware of it as much. Sometimes we think like, oh, they're millennials or they're, you know, they're focused on themselves and and what they want to do. But they actually do dig into their roots a lot. So it's important that when we're putting out content and what we're saying is cool and hip and, you know, it's important that we're we're cognizant of the messages and, and the content we put out there, you know. So I've been drawing from real life experiences and things I grew up watching and seeing and trying to incorporate that into my performances and into my writing and and hopefully people are left you know inspired you know uh, not just from an artistic standpoint but from a social standpoint to say hey you know what I can get out the hood or I can I can uh, grow my business or I can be a better man to my wife or I can be more aware of of my uh, moral decisions and so you know these are the things that uh, I think about you know especially in these kind of times you know I think about it's like kind of like what you say when we all get out of this it's like you're not it's a different world that's going to be out there so you have to be different to meet that world you know so that's the kind of things that uh, I've been kind of working on in my in my artwork yeah man you have you have to because if you don't, oh man, it just it just like <laughs> driving your plane into the side of a mountain, man. You know, it's it's crazy. So you mentioned something about inspiring the youth and how the millennials and the youth right now are looking up to the culture for guidance. You know, interesting points you made. They are watching. They always watching. They always watching. Mm-hmm. So they're mimicking. You know. And mm-hmm. even little kids right now, in the first um, uh, stages in a lot of kids, the first years, the stages of forming any type of uh, behavior traits and things like that, learning capabilities from 
one to seven. You know what I'm saying? After seven years or whatever you're doing, that's that, that's what they're gonna be doing. Um, however, if if it's a lot of millennials coming up right now who may not have that guidance or that inspiration or even people who can inspire them, and then when they see you know a, a king like yourself coming up, you know they're like, yo, I can do that too. They see you uh, on Law and Order. They see you working with uh uh some of the legends like ruby dude ruby d and ozzy davis like crazy that's that's those are legendary icons in the game so it gives them an indication that they too can do it so you know i congratulate you with that man because people are lost and they're coming from broken homes and they need to find that that inspiration they need you know, to really progress to the next level, man, because it's a lot of opportunities out there right now. And when I was coming up, I really have all these opportunities right now, right at our fingertips. You know, I came mm-hmm. up um, and from from Charleston, uh, South Carolina, man, you know, in the 80s and 70s, we didn't have internet, we had encyclopedias, we didn't have all those things, you just click and, you know, hey Siri, you know, hey Google, and then they tell you that answer and whatever 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 you're searching for so these are times right now that you know millennials and young kids coming up that they can really build a brand build a business get an education the whole nine so that was interesting point right there you need to drive on that a little bit more so you you've worked with iconic individuals like ruby d and ozzy davis what was that like for you oh it's like uh you know, it, it's interesting because my foundation is theater. Like that's where everything started for me. Um, I've had I've worked with uh, like Adam Wade, who's like the first black game show host, uh, and he was uh, a really uh, strong mentor of mine. Uh, Ruby uh, Ruby D, Ozzy Davis, and so watching them and and learning from them was was just like it's an experience that's priceless. You know, and you know, beyond just the craft, they just were very committed to uh, representing our culture in a in a great light. You know, like um, I, I was in this one play called Light in the Cellar, and in that play, I was I played this kid who was like very, you know, he was like half Malcolm X, half Martin Luther King. And he was growing up in the uh, civil during the civil rights movement, and there was like this. Again, we talk about the internal war. I feel like that's the thing about life. There's always this internal battle, and it's like which side is winning. It depends upon mm-hmm. you know who you surround yourself with, what you're doing, and what your ultimate goals are. And so there was this battle because within myself and this character, like okay, I want to I want to be peaceful. But then I also, but also what happens when peace doesn't work, you know, how do I find that, draw that, that line where I'm not risking my freedom to obtain it, you know what I mean? And so, um, in that era, you know, working with those actors, you saw the, the complexity of not just the actor in a text, but trying to go back into those times and seeing what they were going through. And then you kind of realize how, how... Uh, fortunate we are that people fought these battles and and they went through these things so that we have 
you know, I'm not saying it's it's the greatest experience, you know, right. uh, in our culture, but it's a better one because of those battles being fought. And so when I am participating in productions, plays, or whether it's a film or whatever that relates to that era, it's just very, um, it's like you get an opportunity to teach and then you also adapt this heroic uh, energy because um, you realize like, wow, like we've really come far, you know? Yeah, did you see, and when you did that particular show, did you feel the presence of your ancestors from that era? Almost oh, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. It was, it was painful. Um, you know, in that play, uh, my father had uh, passed away. And mm. so in the, in the, in the actual show, my father and I, we, we, uh, we had this, I don't know, this disagreement about how to approach things, you know, because he was giving me the tools for me to be more of a positive um, leader at that time. And I was more like, no, this is, peace is not working. You know, we need to do it another way. And so in the play, um, it delved on more of that, like this, this issue between father and son and not having the same sharing the same eyes even though they come from the same bloodline you know and so when he in the show when he passed away you know there's this last scene of the play where I'm struggling with the things I never got to tell him you know and and also that I was going to take the torch and, and, and lead the community and things like that so in that you learn not just, you know, from that era, but also just the importance of family values and the importance of how we must live moment to moment and appreciate all the things that are being taught to us, whether we agree with it or not. Um, and so that that's what made that that play so powerful, too, was just that you had the, the you know, the, the coming up of a black man and then him also having this war within his own household with his father trying to, you know, be on the same page. And, and you kind of still see those struggles happening in this day and age too, you know? Oh yeah, most, most definitely. Now, when you, when you get a role, how do you prepare for, for a role? Uh, when I, when I get a role, I, I first, I try to, I try not to be, uh, what's the word? Bias. You know, I look at it from a perspective of like, this person has a voice. This person has uh, emotions. They have feelings. They have a point of view that they're trying to uh, get across. And so most of my work, I try to draw from real life experiences. And so, um, and that just gives truth to the work. You know, and it's not like I'm trying to draw just from my imagination. You know, sometimes you have to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to draw from your imagination because you may not have experienced a certain thing. But um, for me, it's more of like, you know, drawing. Like when in my life did I experience something like this? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that 
I can give justice to it and I can speak from a truthful place. Um, you know, I've studied like, you know, method acting and the Meisner technique. And so I've had a lot of training, like a lot of training. And um, the training, it really just has helped me to be as real as I possibly can, you know. Because um, yeah. I believe, you, you you know, looking the part is, is amazing when you look the part, you know, but you have to give justice to the work. Like, you, you can't just look the part. You have to be it. You have to, you know, people have to feel like this is, like, really happening. Like, it's almost like you got to get, they have to be lost in the work. Like, when you look at, you know, television shows where people are, like, you know, they, they can't stop watching and... Um, usually you'll see there's an authenticity of what's being portrayed. You know, it's not like it's, and, and it helps them to escape from their world. So yeah. the same way the viewer is escaping their world to dive into ours, we escape, you know, the world in itself to dive into these characters, you know? Yeah, I, I do know because sometimes when I need a mental break, Movies are always my thing, man. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm watching a movie. I'd rather watch a movie than to sit down and watch a ball game in my living room. You know, I will pop on a movie in a minute. That was always my thing, man. So I love escaping and getting to another world and the acting is really crazy. Now, looking at your, um, at your, at your reel, your demo reel, like, obviously, you get into character, you're talented, you, you know, you become that character. Now, you do it so well that the HBO executive created a role just for you. What was that feeling like for you? That that was huge for me. You know, I'm, uh, it's a blessing. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that uh, God had, you know, God uh, put me in that situation. And, um, you know, I was, you know, when I was in New York, I had this uh, mentality of like, you know, I used to just kind of, the, the, the passion that burned inside of me to, to perform and to, uh, you know, uh, speak from my voice was like, it, it made me restless, you know, and I would just literally, they had a, the Backstage magazine, which is like this newspaper where you would like, you know, look for auditions and open calls, and I would show up to every open call, and uh, I would show up to places where, you know, friends would tell me, hey, man, you're great for this part, show up, you know, without an agent, like, I was like, you know, I'm, I wasn't thinking so much about the rules, I was thinking about what I want to say in my work, you know, and what I want to say as, 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 as a black man in society, and just so there was there was like this this passion that just it's almost like I, I always I I speak about like you know if you look at a stove there's a pilot light you know and that's what makes the stove go you know it, it can't turn on without it and so my pilot light is is to express myself you know and if that light ain't on then I'm having you know issues and so I showed up to this this one audition and you know I went in there and it was an improv and you know, shout out uh, Jim McKay, writer director. He, you know, he was really, uh, he was he he loved my work. And then the next thing I knew, I had you know callback after callback. And then I was meeting with the executives, and they were saying, hey, you know what? We're gonna 
we're going to write you into this thing. We're going to write you in this in this thing as France. And so they, they wrote me into this project as, you know, uh, with me keeping my name, you know, it was, it was, it was an honor and uh, one of the, one of the greatest highlights of, of my career thus far. It's just, it's just a, it's a blessing when you're, you know, it's one thing when you're going out for work and you're trying to, you know, land certain roles. And then it's another thing when, it, when someone is just like, you know what, I have to create a lane for this person. And so uh, that was just, you know, one of my highlighted moments in my life, in my career. And uh, definitely a blessing, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been reading it and I was like, wow, I can feel that it was a blessing for you. I got excited for you just reading it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I how crazy that. is that? You know, how crazy. Now, you're, you're a bi-coastal uh, actor. You worked on New York. You worked on Los Angeles where you're in L.A. right now. You've been on mm-hmm. shows like Law and Order, The Shield, you know, which are amazing hit television shows, man. How often are you uh, seen on those shows? Or how often do you go back for that? Um, you know, I... You know, Law and Order was like, you know, it, it, it had a, an amazing run. You know, probably one of the best shows ever on TV and the longevity and, you know, a lot of... When you're... So in New York, it's interesting because, like, if you haven't... Like, that's kind of like a... Uh, what's the word I want? It's almost like you have to have done that show if you're an actor. Like, that's that's how they look at that show when you're, when you're a New Yorker, you know? Um... At the time, there were three different ones, you know, it was like three Law and Orders. And I remember like just going in for, you know, auditions. And, you know, the thing about that show was like, you know, if they liked your work, you, it was just a matter of time. Like when I spoke to veteran, you know, older actors at that time, and I was just telling them how much, you know, how, how much I wanted to be on that show. Um, you know, they were like, yeah, you got to have that. You know, if you're in New York, you got to have that on your resume. And and they were like, you know, you just, you got to keep at it. And you got to stay, if they're calling you and calling you and calling you, then they like what you're doing. And so it probably took me about seven different parts that I went in for. And sometimes, you know, that's the other thing about this game is like you go in there, you, you do good work. And then all of a sudden, you know, your agent or manager follows up and they're like, hey, we liked his work. We loved what he did, but we wanna we wanted to go with a Latin person this time. We wanted to go, you know, we went a different direction. We we thought he was, you know, we wanted a a, a different um, complexion. You know, we wanted somebody bigger. We wanted somebody who looked older. We wanted him to have a beard. So a lot of times, there's things that's out of your control. You know, that's that that comes a lot with this game, um, and so you just have to do your best work. And, and leave it that leave it at the door and just move on to the next thing you know but um, yeah I, I and I loved working on both of those shows um, different characters and um, and it, and it's fun like you know it's 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 fun playing you know those type of guys when I when I play uh, uh, bad guys there's it's there's a there's a fun that you you have to find in that. Um, because you realize that it's it is just you know as real as you make it it's it's all play you know at the end of the day 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, my next question is going to be all about fun because I want you to dive on this one. Now, Trance, you've mastered many speaking styles, American, Caribbean, Jamaican, and you're from Haitian Creole descent. How fun is it for you when you get a role and they say, I'm looking for this, you're like, yo, I got that. <laughs> how oh fun goodness. and how creative. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Explain you're that right. feeling. You know, okay, so uh, amazing question. Um, that's one of the things with me that I really, uh, you know, I feel like in any profession, you know, you obviously, no matter what you do in life, you want to, you always want to feel like you're growing, you know? And, um, I'm, I'm truly a, a craftsman, you know, I truly am about the craft. And so, you know, obviously, you know, you, you get paid to do what you do and, you know, you get notarized and things like that. But like the, 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 the craft is, is what, is what drives me, you know? And, mm. I love escaping. I love to, uh, you know, I'm actually more drawn to characters that, that, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? And um, I say that because, you know, when you, when you grow up there and you, you're born and raised, you, you have a different accent that you, um, that you speak from, you know? And so now when they say to you, oh, you got to sound Southern, you know, I, you, you got to sound like Terrence. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I got to get Terrence on the phone then. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it, it's, it's kind of like, and, and I love that because um, now I know that I'm, it's almost like I'm cooking, you know, it's almost like, oh, wow, I get to put this inside of it. Like, it's not just the same old, you know, oatmeal or I get to put a different seasoning. And so, um, I'm drawn to being uh, uh, very diverse, you know, very, um, how do I say, like just just being a chameleon in that sense. You know, uh, I did a, I recently played this um, uh, priest uh, deacon character in this, in this short film called Murder Ballad. And, you know, it's a Southern accent and, you know, but how to do Jamaican, like I had to do different, you know, accents and different characters. And it's almost like that's, I always, I always want, you know, one of the, one of the goals I have is like for audiences to be like, wow, what is he going to do next? Like that's, that's the way I approach this, you know, um, not to play the same type of character, not to be the same guy every time you, you turn on, you know, the television or you see me on stage or you see me in a film just it's a different undertaking like I get to you know um, I've always been inspired and, and you know I, I watched the Johnny Depp's of the game the Joe Kwan Phoenixes and, and the Christian Bells and, and, and the guys who escape the guys who can hide in another body in a way you know what I mean like those are those are the, the type of um you know, Marlon Brando is, is, is one of the, another guy I've always looked up to, like, this, like, really taking the craft and, and, and creating, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's very easy to be yourself, right? It's very easy to just, you know, get, get a bunch of lines and then 
say those lines the way you talk in everyday life like there really isn't much of a to draw from from that you know but when you when they give you a script and they say hey you're gonna be this guy who grew up in the 70s he had he had a texas accent but he spent some time in the caribbean so he has a little bit of that and so now it's like you're being challenged and 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 that's really the foundation of growth of anything that you do in life it's like you want to be tested you know you don't want to just you know it ain't just about showing up it's it's about how you show up and showing up for the moment you know the best that you can you know yeah some people they show up but they're not present (laughs) you know i mean right right you know you got to be present when you do show up and mm-hmm. you get an opportunity and you say, hey, I'm here. They'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know, what's next? What can you do? What can, you know, show something? Mm-hmm. Because every industry that you're in is so competitive. You know, it's a lot of competition out there. And like, who are you going to be? How are you going to stand out among all these people? And I think in um, judging, because you've mastered a lot of different um, accents and stuff like that, that's going to help you. Uh, become more invaluable to a lot of these uh, a lot of these production companies uh, like HBO and a lot of broad, Broadway stuff so that's amazing man you know I, I'm i from uh, South and we, we more like Dala and Geechee then when I moved in New York in 88 they thought I was from Jamaican descent or African they didn't know where I was from and this was in the you know 88 and I was like, why? They don't understand me? <laughs> it's like, where are you from? Right. And uh, right. it's crazy. And um, now when I go back to Charleston, whenever I go back there, I'm like, what is he saying? I don't understand them. You know, it's, it's crazy. Um, mm. But you, you, you have a range. You have so many different tools in your toolbox, I feel, that you can use that can really help you uh, get into a vehicle, fix a new vehicle, or you know, do what you want to do. You have a great range. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly when I I watch a reel like three times before you called in, and I'm like, yeah, this is really good, you know. And I was like, uh, I said, okay, yeah, he's 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 gonna he's gonna go places with this man, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, speaking on the personal note, how has this quarantine thing affected you? Uh, physically, are you um, are you working out? Are you eating right? What are you doing right now to, to keep yourself challenged physically? Hey, listen, brother, I'm on the Terrence Hutchinson plan, man. You know I'm eating and you know I'm working out. <laughs> yeah, man, nah, that's you know, what's up. That's what's up. Fuck that. Yeah, I I literally, you know, this is another thing where I approach I approach life with what with the with, you know several questions, obviously, but. One of the things I always say to myself is, what else can this mean? You know, like when something arises, it's very easy to just to fall into the obvious, you know. And so even like it's funny how like whether it's real life or acting, like this is how I approach everything. Like what else can this mean? You know, and so right now i like nothing has really changed aside from the fact that you know obviously productions on halt and you know my going on screen tests and auditions and things like that have kind of you know slowed down and not really happening you know quite frankly because of the, this uh pandemic but it just because certain things stop 
doesn't mean you should stop. So I approach it from like, okay, there's the, the outside world and then there's the inside world, which is, you know, inside of your, your own mind, your own body. Like what happens outside don't have to dictate what's happening inside, you know? Mm. And so I wake up and um, I meditate and, you know, I pray and um, I, I, I jog and, and, and lift weights, read books, write, you know, and try to... The other thing I've been doing, too, a lot is um, Seth Godin, the author, you know, he has this term called zooming, right? And zooming is basically when you throw yourself at something that you never thought you would do so it's almost like you know imagine the guy who you know he's going on a date you know and he says you know and he's saying to himself like hey let's go get russian food you know and he's never had it you know and the girl goes yeah let's go let's get some russian food and so he's putting himself in a in a situation he's never been in right so he throws himself at this russian food restaurant place or whatever and then he learns like oh wow like this is actually good food but it's very easy to stand back and someone says to you hey hey trons you want to go get some russian food i might be like nah bro but i've never tried it you know so i've learned i've been learning to do more of that like zooming like what have i have always turned against or downplayed just on you know maybe a little ignorance or maybe just like you know not wanting to grow in that way and so it's like different like cooking things like i'm not you know much of a cook but i've been cooking man i've been you know (laughs) trying different foods and even television shows or you know stuff on netflix things like that like that i would look at and go what is that and then instead of just saying having a, 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 a an opinion and 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 passing on something i'm like let me just see what this is so i've been doing a lot of zooming like just um whether it's books uh whether it's audio books um i listen to a lot of guided meditations and and um yeah you know working out and even exercises like there's certain exercises you know you might not want to do or think are challenging or whatever and I'm just like pushing against the tide you know um, yeah. so that's really what like my days in conference is like and I always say the other thing too I've been doing is is trying to have a schedule like just because you know we're going through this it doesn't mean we can't set up an actual schedule and say you know on this day like I have like with the um, oh and I want to clarify so like zooming not just from the, I think, you know, now a lot of people, Zooming has become so popular that they think it's just more like the um, the video conferencing. Like, that's a Zooming too. <laughs> but <laughs> Zooming is an actual term, which basically means like, you know, trying something different and uh, for the purpose of growth, you know. Um, but I've been, uh, yeah, just been doing a lot of that, man, just like, what can I learn? Because I know, like, it feels like we're we're in this building, right? It's almost like you're 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 in this place, um, and they're gonna open the doors one day. You know, you're gonna you're gonna they're gonna open the doors. Everything's gonna be 
And then it's like, okay, you're looking at one thing, but who are you when you walk in, walk out of this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's been the thing for me. It's like, Franz, who are you going to be when this thing is all over? Man. You know? You, you, you made so many interesting points, man. I'm telling you. Number one, um, zooming, when you said that, then you, you, you gave the definition of it. And I was like, I've, I've been doing, I remember living up north and I tried sushi for the first time where I come from. We didn't eat sushi. We didn't know any, we're not eating raw fish. Okay. No, no. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've learned, I accepted, I learned how to eat that. I've, um, I tried, uh, Jamaican food for the first time when I moved up north, you know, oxtail. The friend of mine said, yeah, we got to get some oxtail. Mm-hmm. I said, what? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when I got on tour, I was like, oh, I don't eat it like that. Now, it's like, now, over 20-something years of eating um, oxtails, I don't eat it like that anymore because my diet has changed. Um, but mm-hmm. I used to kill it. Um, certain things, you know, um, Indian food, all those things. So, when you said the term zooming and you explained what it was or what it is, I was like, yeah, I, okay, I've done that. Now, um, when it comes down to certain exercise, because being quarantined, I started doing a lot of different regimens. Now, I had to keep switching things up now um, to really get my fitness on. I said, hey, I got goals. I want to be in the best shape ever. I'm 52. I'm going on 53. And I got this and I got that. The world is watching me right now. How are you mm-hmm. going to come out on the other end of this right now? You know what I mean? Yes. Are you going to come yes. in, you know, fit? Are you going to come? Are you going to come in fitter? Are you going to come in, you know, put on a bare gut and all these different things? And then, no, sir. So I'm looking at it as an opportunity. Now, you being a high-profile actor, you've been on many Broadway stages. You work with iconic greats. HBO series created for you. How important is it for you right now? And this this is an easy question because you you're on a world stage. You perform on a global stage. This pandemic, uh, this quarantine, you're doing exercise, and you're cooking more, and you, you're watching all these cooking shows. How do you feel that it's going to benefit you in your in your acting career? You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like, two questions, how do you feel it's going to benefit you? Does, do you feel like you're going to have a, a better screen presence or television presence because you you bulked up more, more, you got sculpted, maybe you lost the 10 pounds you wanted to lose, or maybe you gained 10 pounds. How do you feel all this thing is going to benefit your screen presence or your TV presence? Wow, that's an amazing question. Um, you know, it's 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 very... It's almost like this, right? <laughs> Imagine, you know when you watch like an, a magician, right? And say he has a cube, okay? Let's just imagine it's a cube and the magician has like this cloth that he puts over this cube, right? So I'm looking at life like this as an actor, as a man, as a person. I'm looking at myself as this, this thing that's in this cube, that no one can see right and so when the cloth is lifted it's like oh wow right in the beginning it might have been a rabbit right so it's, it's, it's kind of like that right so you see a rabbit <laughs> and then you put the he puts the cloth over this cube 
And when he pulls it out, it's like a bunch of roses, you know? And so, it, and I guess what I'm saying is, I am not only seeing this as, as opportunity, but I'm seeing it as transformation. Because it's like, when you, when you, you know, I did the mistake of watching the news, which I've learned a lot about, you know, the news is very opinionated based on whether or not it's a love or hate president media with when it comes to certain news, the way it's reported. You know what I mean? And so I had them, I made the mistake of, of being in tune with the news in the beginning, because I'm like, you just want to know, like, if, if they're going to be like some amazing breaking news, like, okay, they it's gone. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like you just have that anticipation. But then after a while, you just it settled in like, wait a minute, we're going to be here for a while. You know, it's that thing. Right. And so um, I was looking at it and I'm thinking like, OK, when this thing is all said and done, you know, and you're looking at people are literally, you know, dying from this thing right this is not this is really not a joke this is this is happening and so there's a spiritual thing that happens too because you're like you know you're you're trying to not you know obviously people wearing masks you're wearing gloves and so you're trying to make sure you don't you know contract this thing and you don't god forbid you don't get very sick and things of that nature so that's a battle within itself and then you you've, you've learned to like you know for me I've, I've always been one of those guys that's appreciated life just from the things I've gone through and the things I've seen. But with this, it's like another layer. And, and you're literally living like from a more of a moment to moment basis because you don't know what the next day is going to bring. And so you like I'm really understanding to like another level what it means to live your best life because your best life is, is, is this moment. It's not 10 minutes from now. It's not what happened yesterday. It's right now. So it's yes. like using that philosophy from a moment-to-moment basis. Like, okay, Franz, how are you going to live your best life today with the confines that you have to live in? Okay, I'm going to work on this body. I'm going to do... You know, I have my own push-up challenges. I have numbers posted in my in my place where I'm like... Okay, you got to do more than 300 today. You got to do. So I'm pushing myself. I'm testing myself, and then um, reading more. And and I have a way of like having three or four books at a time. So I'll read a chapter out of of different books and getting different knowledge from those books because I'm feeling like there's this there's this warrior like person that I'm that I'm that I'm building, and so that's the character I'm trying to you know I'm trying to be more warrior like you know for these times and so with that you are going to have a different presence you're going to have a different light about who you are because of what you're going through you know so yeah. it's like it, 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 it's very um to answer your question like yes i i i want to be more present um and and the presence comes from all those things eating right you know working out um spending the time you can spend with your family and friends and loved ones, and, you know, and, and, and meditating and, and being in prayer or being in, you know, some people, they do a lot of affirmations and some people chant, like everyone has their own regimen, you know? So 
it is very it's almost like you really don't have an excuse now you know like sometimes you know people i know people where they're like man i work x amount of hours a day and i don't have time for that and okay now we all have time to think we all have time to meditate or more time you know and so we're we're in this no excuse uh uh timeline right now we're in a no excuse zone right um and so it's 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 what at the end of the day it's like what does that really mean to you what does no excuses mean to you you know and so um yeah man i've been i've been on this like challenging myself to to be more present yeah man it sounds like um you on your way of being a more well-rounded king you know and not just physically but spiritually psychologically emotionally environmentally and that's going to always channel into your financial wellness and most people don't understand the whole components of wellness most people want the success they want the monetary gain for their stuff but at the end of the day you can get it but if your mind is right, your your emotional health is right. Your you know your you can c- control your environment. What I mean by control your environment, whenever your presence is requested, when you walk in on set, when you walk into a room, when you walk into the office, they're gonna know that you're there. Okay, not just because mm-hmm. you're there, but because your physical presence demands their attention. It ain't like you coming in, you flexing anything like that. But you know when you have that certain aura around you you don't have to say a word okay people know you there they know that you're in tune with your with your emotions um you're in tune with your with your environment with your health and during this time right now we're sitting down we you know like you say you're reading books and you're telling your craft and you're working out and you're, you're focused on proper nutrition and not food you're meditating so you're becoming closer to your source you're praying more, you know, all those good things over time. When they lift this quarantine and it's time for you to go back on set, you're not going to really feel those things that you're working on right now. But when it's time for you to get back out there and then all of a sudden a few days in, you start going, those things are going to start to channel themselves out of you. And you're going to feel it. You're going to be like, wow. Did I just say that? It's because of something that you read, something that you um, uh, retain from reading. You know, whether it's a quote, like you mentioned, about the guy, um, by, by Zooming, you know what I'm saying? You're able to channel those things. You're able to have more flexibility, more mobility, uh, more physical strength, you know, great posture. You know, all those things, you're going to feel that energy come out internally, externally, and it's all going to show up on camera. And believe me, when they see it, King, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's it right there. They, they only have to call cut with you one time. Some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cut, you got it. Like, that's it. But you're going <laughs> to feel it. You, you're going to feel that energy. And when that happens, your financial wellness it's going to go through the roof, man. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, yo, this is it right here. This is it. Because the camera ain't going to lie. It's going to pick up on a whole lot of things. And um, yeah, that's, that's I tell a fact, people, the camera. Yeah. 
it picks up. I, 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 mm-hmm. I've coached, I've worked, I trained with um, actresses, actors, and um, I've got enough, man. <laughs> How do you want to look on camera? How do you want to feel? And I say, if you look at the Grammys and all these different award shows and people are on the red carpet, they don't have that one favorite angle when the cameras are flashing. They're not holding their purse over their stomach because their stomach is bulging out of their dress and all this stuff like that. They're going from the center and they're doing a full rotation on that red carpet because they're confident enough to know that every angle that they turn on they're going to get a great picture. You see what I'm saying? Right. Be- mm-hmm. Because they've been exercising, they've been meditating, they've been eating right, they've been drinking the H2O, they've not eaten the junk food. They know what it is because your brain is attached, or your money is attached to your brain. Your money is attached to your physical appearance. They understand this. And when I work with people, I be like, look, you need to lose the 20 pounds. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are you what are you doing? Why do you why do you feel like you can't do more reps and sets? If Tyler Perry call you right now and say, Look, I I want you, I saw your reel, you're amazing and this is what I told a female client. I said, You're Tyler Perry said, You're amazing, however you need to lose fifty pounds and she was like, Oh, I'm gonna get on that right away. I said, Why don't you just act like he called you then and let's just lose the fifty pounds regardless? Mm, yeah, yeah. You, well you, you see what I'm saying? So you don't mm-hmm. you want to be ready when you get the phone call. You don't want to say, "Oh, I got to get ready now. We got to do a crash diet." That's a problem down the line. You want to be ready. If somebody call me and say, "Hey, I need you. I need a I need a fit guy to on your age level." I'm ready. Okay, when I'm I'm ready. You know, I got some things I got to go record for now. Before tomorrow, I gotta get in the studio and, and, and do some stuff for rheumatoid arthritis uh, individuals who are looking for exercise to help with that for this for this um, doctor's office for this medicine program. One, I'm ready. You, you, right. you understand me? So, you, this is the time. This is the time. So everything that you mentioned, everything that you're doing, Franz, man, I'm telling you, when you feel that energy erupt from the inside out. When they lift this quarantine, it's going to be like a volcanic eruption in you. And I want you to document the day and the time and hit me back up. Say, yo, T, I got that. You, you were right. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, watch what I'm saying. Because well, you're, you're doing everything that you need to do right now to self-improve. You're making those mental hacks. You're making those self-improvement hacks, you know, um, mentally, emotionally. You're exercising. You're eating right. You're stretching. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing people uh, uh, forget. Let me ask you one little question before we finish up. How has this quarantine um, situation affect your sleeping patterns? Are you noticing any? Oh, that I'm taking. Yes, majorly. Okay. You know, it's funny. I haven't talked. I, I thought it was just me, but I, I'm hearing that a lot of people aren't sleeping well. Right. Um, and I think. It's uh, it, it might be a little bit of anxiety, you know. It might be routine. Uh, one thing I've been I've been noticing with myself is like, I'll go to sleep and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and then um, I may be up for an hour or two, but then I go back to sleep. So it's been like a minute out of sleep, uh, and then sometimes I have to like I'm one of those guys that like 
you know, I got to get at least six to eight. You know, if I could get eight, great. But I got to get that six, seven at least, you know. So mm-hmm. I always make it a point to to catch up on those hours, whether it's like a nap, and a, you know, or, you know, waking up a little bit later, you know. So um, yeah. I definitely have that. And, and it's interesting because before the quarantine, I was not a heavy, heavy, you know, sleep guy. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a grinder, man. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta grind, you know? Uh, yeah. Sleep when you dead. I had that mentality, you know, but then what's interesting is like the whole, um, this COVID thing has made me, you know, I've been more aware about, about the immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't paying so much attention to it like you know obviously you drink your orange juice do the things you got to do or you know you eat as healthy as you can and stay healthy like i'm 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 on that on that page but now it's kind of gone up a whole nother notch because it's like you know so it's like you know what i said to myself france live like covid there's always a covid out there like keep that immune system as strong as you can so I'm on my vitamins and, and and juicing more and doing all of that so I've just kind of stepped it up um, and in that step up I'm like oh that's what I need to work on sleep <laughs> you know what I mean so I've been more uh, cognizant about making sure I get more sleep you know because before I was so much like you know grind 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 you know and then now you're in a place where you're forced to like like now, like I was telling you earlier, it's the it's the no excuse era. It's like, what's your excuse for not sleeping now, Franz? Like, there's certain places we can't go. We, there's certain things we can't do. So you have the time now. So, but even coming out of this, I'm gonna make sure I get that I get those hours so that I'm more aware, more engaged in everything that I'm doing, more present. So like, you know, it's a great question because like sleep is, you know, I. This is this is gonna sound weird, but it's the truth. Like I slept on sleep, man. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I was sleeping on sleep, but um, I've been making it more uh, a priority. Yeah, and you know it's going on three weeks of quarantine, so we already know the saying: it takes three weeks or twenty-one days to start a habit. Okay, mm-hmm. so. It's been that. It's been three weeks. Some people, it's been longer, you know, but three weeks, it starts to happen. So I, 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 I did a live class yesterday. I asked a question. I said, here we are, three weeks. What have you been doing? Did you set a healthy habit or you said, did you set an unhealthy habit? So if you went into the quarantine with unhealthy habits and you, you just carried on, uh, you're going to have a problem when it comes out of quarantine. Um, and then I ask, I ask people to visualize post-quarantine um, body composition. You haven't seen friends, family members, co-workers. You haven't been to networking events. You haven't been to no parties, none of that stuff like that. How do you want to look the first time you end up at an event? Just to say you got to go to a movie premiere screening. And now you put on 20 pounds around the gut. You know, because you've been quarantined, smacking, and you're pissed off now. You've got the taste of regret in your mouth because you did not use this time to lose weight, eat right, exercise, all those crazy stuff like that. 
you're going to be upset with yourself. So you're going to be like, oh, my friend, uh, Franz, he's, you know, he's premiering at his new show from HBO. I want to go support him. I trying to find something. You went from a side 10 to a side 16. You pissed off now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to look your best going to see Franz, right? So I asked people, how do you want to look, man? You know, do that visualization test. You know what I mean? Like when the cameras hit me, every angle, I want to be looking my best. You know, I want to be feeling like I don't have to suck my gut in. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. have to grunt when I get in and out of the car. When I sit down, stand up, when I'm tying my shoes, I don't want to make them old man noises. You know what I mean? So for me, it's important to get to sleep, to drink the water, eat properly, um, control my stress. And sleep, like you just said, which is really true, people sleep on sleep because they say, um, you know, I sleep when I'm dead. But over time, if you keep up that, that, that sleeping pattern, What's going to happen is going to change you hormonally. Hormonally, your body's going to change, okay? So if you're not eating properly on top of the sleep, then you're going to get irritable, you're going to get angry, and then you're going to have loss of focus of uh, um, cognitive awareness. So when you're in a business like yours, you need all the focus and the mental energy that you can get. So sleep is going to be very important for you to catch up on and make sure you're getting at least six to hours six to seven hours of sleep it's recommended eight i can own i'm like you i can only get six hours I, sometimes it's five sometimes it's six yeah if yeah, i'm for sure <laughs> if i'm if i'm sleeping past eight hours I'm, i must be sick or something which i'm not and i'm like why am i sleeping so long you know what i'm saying right. i don't get it i ask my what are you doing why are you laying here right now you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i gotta get up i gotta do something man so what Franz, you're in the perfect position and you're doing everything, King, that you're supposed to be doing. So let me say, I ain't gonna hold you up that much time. So anyway, look, man, like I said before, this is the international podcast, the Your Best Lifestyle podcast, man. We only highlight some of the dopest, the brightest, the, 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 oh, man, you had to hear from Franz. This, this guy right here is the truth. Check out his video reel of his work on I am db page googling franz g st louis jr i guarantee you you'll be like oh i recognize this dude you know what i'm saying he's dope and he look you know he's an actor on both coasts he's been on some of the top t- television shows law and order the shield um hbo executives created a show just from him he's been highlighted by the critics of the new york Amsterdam news praise of franz and the excuse me i'm going so fast I, I, I forgot to swallow. <laughs> I forgot to breathe because I'm so excited. You know what I'm saying? France. Um, critics from the New York Amsterdam News praise France and the play Know Thy Enemy. How dope is that? When you when you critically acclaim, okay, and I like to say this, and this is a quote from my dude, 50 Cent. You know what I'm saying? Look, you can go ahead and criticize me until I... I'm critically acclaimed. You see what I'm saying? That's the way to look at it. And I think I, I didn't think I say it correctly, but you get the idea. So Franz is critically acclaimed. Okay, that's what I like about this brother, man. You know, Franz, we're gonna tie up right now. I really appreciate you, but give some give 
some people your final thoughts or tips or strategies, what they can do to maintain on their grind. Tell everybody how they can find you or connect with you for bookings or whatever like that. And uh, I ain't going to take that much of your time because he, he, he in Cali time right now. Go for it. <laughs> well, first, I want to uh, thank you, uh, Terrence. It's a, it's a blessing. I appreciate this opportunity. And uh, I just I just want to tell everybody out there to to really uh, spend some time with yourself. You know, take a walk or you know uh, try to try to really dive into uh, my personal question, which is what else can this mean? Like, really, I think it's an opportunity where we're we're taking a break in life. To uh, and and it doesn't mean that we're stopping what we're doing, but it's just that we're taking some time for introspection to to see what we can do better. You know, there's always room for improvement. You know, uh, God bless uh, the soul, uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, that's, that's one of the things that mm. you know Kobe was never satisfied. You know, and and so sometimes people might look at that and go, "But you did this and you did that," and so. Um, but when you to be great, there is this there is this thing about satisfaction and and not accepting it, and and that's how you that's how great grows. So it's not just about being great; it's about growing your greatness as as much as you can. And so um, you know, really sit down and and look at what you have, look at who you are, look at what you what you've come from. And, and, and kind of like what Terrence was saying, like have a vision of where do I want to be when this this thing is over? And what am I going to restart that I haven't, that I had stopped? You know, this is this is what this, this time is. It's, it's the what else can this mean? And, and so I challenge everyone to, to ask themselves that on a daily basis. And once you've found that answer, to live that as your truth. Um, I can be found on uh, Instagram. It's uh, Regal Way of Life, R E G A L Way of Life, and um, it's a new uh, Instagram I set up. So uh, be patient with me as I put stuff on there. Um, but yeah, I can be found through through that means if you're uh, trying to reach out to me, if you have any questions or things of that nature. That's dope, King. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for blessing the podcast, man. Oh, my God. What a great interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just hold a line for me right quick. So, anyway, this is the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest, go to www.yourbestlifestylepodcast.com. Okay? Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you guys for sharing, for listening, for sponsorships, for advertising. Woo, man. Listen, the numbers look good. Thank you so much, man. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Once again, this episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast was sponsored today by Student Loan Battle. 
Student loan battle work with a network of private companies who can offer assistance for bankruptcies, consolidation, stopping of collection calls, wage garnishments, reducing monthly payments, and applying for many of the student loan forgiveness programs. For more information, visit them today at www.studentloanbattle.com. That's www.studentloanbattle.com.